inviting you to join me wherever you listen to your streaming podcast. Journey with me on this road called freedom, where I invite you into a safe haven. Come and have candid conversations with me with inspirational stories and lessons presented to you by others who will help us identify our lane as we collectively come together on this road called freedom. Hey, my loves, and welcome to Road Car Freedom Podcast. I am really excited about this episode where we're going to talk about cultural resources um, geared toward the African-American community. But first, let's do a little housekeeping. Uh, please click, click that like button and follow me on social uh, media, on Facebook Live, on Road Call Freedom, on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. For your Hooter Wingy, that's U H U R U W I N G I. And wherever you listen to your podcast, drops every Wednesday. So follow me, like, share, and I want to engage with you. So don't forget to comment on tonight's episode and invite others to watch right along with you. Today's show, Our Culture in Our Community. We're going to be talking to Dr. LaShondra Jones. I'm so excited to have her. Um, Dr. Lysandra Jones, uh, is, she volunteers in the community. She's an avid advocate for especially women veterans. Um, she's opened up her resources and she's expanded her horizon. She's always done it, but she's expanded into uh, other segments in the community. She's now working on uh, actively with uh, victims of domestic violence. So we hope that you tune in and enjoy the segment on this road called Freedom. Black women are the largest active segment volunteering, yet the least to have access to resources to recover, more so than any other culture. This is statistically accurate, not just locally, but on a global scale. On today We'll talk to Dr. LaShondra Jones, who, as I said before, is a community advocate, especially in the urban community. And we're going to catch up with her. Uh, if you guys remember, she was on the first episode. We talked a little bit about her, talking about community resources. And we're going to follow up because great things have happened in her life since then. Uh, we're going to talk about the resources that are available, especially in the urban community. Now, we're going to talk about what you got on. So... I am getting ready to introduce my app. I am a um, nifty, thrifty kind of person. I go to thrift stores everywhere. Matter of fact, this beautiful Tihari suit I caught at Value Village in Houston, Texas, the one in the Heights, uh, right across from the H-E-B, on, I believe it's on West 18th. This beautiful little plum number, it's a pantsuit. So this pantsuit I caught for like $9.99 at Value Village. Um, sometimes when I see them a little bit um, um, too big, I'll take them and send them to the seamstress and then send them to the dry cleaners. And uh, you can get your nice uh, mid-range uh, suit. This suit uh, retails for about $350. Retails to Hari. It's a nice little name brand suit. Retails for about $350. I think I invested maybe $50 into it. This beautiful little shirt. If I was underneath, I got that uh, at the same place for like $1.99. So, hey, that's what I have on today. Uh, I'll introduce the app when it's coming soon. Uh, it'll let you know where you can find these beautiful little uh, finds in any city if you just put in a zip code. The app is coming soon. Uh, I'm excited about it. And now we're going to move on to Evening Mocha. If you guys have followed me any, um, for use of you who have followed my personal page, Yehuda Wenji, I would do what I call morning mochas, early morning inspirational things. So evening mocha is a, a late evening variation of that. So here we go. It is entitled The Quality of Being a Woman. I want to talk to my ladies 
Oftentimes, we women give up so much of ourselves that we forget to self-care. Simply put, we do not honor ourselves first. The Bible says that we are to honor those that deserve it. It says, give honor to whom honor is due. However, we women, we leave ourselves out of this equation. We're commanded to love our neighbor even as we love ourselves. It's a principle, simply put, as we perfect loving ourselves, we will be able to give a greater version of love and of ourselves to those around us. So don't forget women, self-care is important. Honor yourself, make sure you're taking care of yourself uh, so that you can be a better version of who God has intended for you to be, all right? Now we're going to get into your humorous question of the week. Y'all ready? Drum roll. This is a hot topic question. Uh, I want to invite you guys to participate. Uh, put in the comments. Uh, let me know what you think. Here's the question. How can we become more involved with serving our community? Now, before you say you're too busy doing whatever, serving your community could be a simple act of just checking on your neighbors. That's going right next door. I know in this world, uh, I'm guilty of it. I pop that little garage door opener and I go in. Um, and I've taken time to get to, my neighbors are so good to me. They make me feel so um, cared for because they look out for me. You know, uh, they they are Spanish speaking, you know, how, you know, they, they cross street, down street, but they really look out for me. Um, and now I've learned to take the time, let that garage up when I hear them out and speak and go have a conversation, get, get to know a little bit more about them. So how can you be a better help? Um, let me give you a suggestion. Our seniors are getting older. Um, it's, it, it is... Um, Community Advocacy Day. Every second Monday, we talk about the community. We do something for the community. Later in this segment, we're going to have the Beyond Christmas Give Back, and I'm really excited. Um, so let me tell you, you can do something as simple as going to a nursing home and reading to the um, seniors there. You know, you can um, give somebody a break. I used to make these books where I would give somebody a break, but they would have, um, I'll babysit for you. I don't do that anymore. I'm, I'm not babysitting. But I'm just saying as a suggestion, you guys can check on your community, volunteer in the community some kind of way, give back, spread the love, all right? So now we're moving forward in our podcast. I'm excited that you guys joined me. Please like, share, and participate in the comments with me tonight. When we come back, we'll get on with our culture and our community. That's our topic for the night with our guest, Dr. LaShondra Jones. We'll be right back. Foxy Lips presents our Valentine's Day specials. Are you prepared for Valentine's Day yet? Well, now is the time to start thinking about it. Why not let Foxy Lips 01 help you find that special gift for that special someone? Go to FoxyLips01.com today. We have so many amazing products to choose from like lipstick, lip gloss, lip glitter, and mineral powder. Be on the lookout for Foxy Lips 01's Valentine's Day specials coming soon. Let your lips make a statement with Foxy Lips 01. Go to FoxyLips01.com today. World star. All right. We're back with our guest, Dr. LaShonda Jones. You know what? Let me just pin in right now. Uh, I love the fact that in real life, we, we cool. She a friend. Um, but I like the fact that she, you know, I can say, hey, come on, let's talk about about your um, latest and greatest achievement and she trusts me because you know people that know and love me know that some things come out of my mind that may or may not be you know appropriate however I promised her I'm to be well behaved tonight listen my girl is in the Houston Style Magazine y'all she's in Houston Style Magazine uh, she is 
really the epitome for me of what an advocate is. Uh, if you're ever down, you need a friend like her on your team. Uh, let me remind you guys to think about the social media. Hit the like, share, comment. Let's let's get in. And listen, I want to take some time to shout out my sponsor, Miss Karen Bogley of Bogley International. If you like my fantabulous wings that I switch out from week to week, guess what? I have her to thank. She styles me, she gets me together. And we're gonna move further. We're gonna let this beautiful video give you a background on who Dr. LaShonda Jones is. And it's also gonna tell you guys about her most recent acknowledgement. Here we go. My greatest inspiration is that veteran that suffers in silence. She or he inspires me to get out there and be their voice until they find their voice. When I think about LaSandra, I think of someone who really truly believes in the mission of helping women veterans and helping our greater Houston community. I've known her to go above and beyond in terms of advocating with the legislators. To me, it's important to get legislation passed specifically on behalf of women veterans, just to make sure that women veterans are protected and that there is something that says, hey, we hear you, we see you, and we want to just make this right. There's a lot of things that we still deal with um, post-military that weren't dealt with while we were in the military. So I think it's my duty to make sure that uh, women veterans are receiving not only their just dues, but that uh, people know that we have a voice Dr. Jones is really kind of a hard charger. She's always moving, she's always going, she's always after it. I was always amazed with her energy. She's undeterred by a lot of things that would uh, discourage most people. I've seen her collect clothing for women who lost everything, were leaving abusive relationships. Uh, she's been an advocate for mental health. My role with the Southeast Veterans Organization is just to help disseminate information for veterans who may in, uh, be in need of financial assistance or mental health assistance. My favorite quote is, to whom much is given, much is required. I I've been given so much and afforded so much, uh, not only just as a veteran, but just being involved in the community, that it's just been my role and my life's mission to give back to others. Dr. Jones, I congratulate you. I take my hat off to you. I salute you. We thank you for all that you've done for the community at large. So, I am really, really proud of her accomplishments. I think that this acknowledgement is something that has been long and well-deserved. We're going to ask her the question of the week because I think the video gave you a great highlight of who she is. And I just want to say that she is that person that you saw on the video, like even as a friend, like birthdays, she, uh, somebody's ailing, uh, she's there, she, she rallies all the troops. Um, so the question of the week, Dr. Jones, is... Uh, give us a corner where we can volunteer uh, in a small way, because everybody's not out there. They don't have their cape on like you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but give us a um, just a small way that somebody can give that. Uh, for the nomination and being amongst all of the other history makers, these people who have been in the community, pillars of the community um, for some 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Um, and me being the youngest, I was very honored to be amongst these history makers. Um, to give back in the community in any way, big or small, is very important. Whether it's a neighbor who uh, is elderly and is in need of food, uh, whether it's uh, election time. For me recently with the recent election, just right. transporting somebody to the polls. For me, that was very important. If you know someone who needed to get to the polls or someone who just needed to go register to vote, just getting them to the polls, to me, that was something in a small way that people were able to give back. Um, if you see a woman that's in need in the community and she has a kid, uh, you see that she's struggling, just reach out to make sure that she has what she needs, not only her, but also her kids. So any way possible that you see maybe in your neighborhood or at your church, if you can just give back any small way, 
Um, also, feeding the homeless. You know, we see people all the time that are feeding the homeless. Uh, it doesn't take a lot to show some kindness to to those who are in need. You just never know who's actually in need. So Pastor Kennedy Andrews answered the question a week and said, we are blessed and widows uh, for Valentine's Day. Who, whose families have um, widows and families who have lost um, members members of their families who are deceased. Okay, I'm trying to read my little uh, <laughs> notes here, y'all. Chandra Brown said hello. Hey, Chandra. Hey, also hello to Carolyn Thomas and Howard Lanier said good evening. Good evening to everybody. Please make sure you um share this podcast we're going to give some very good information my sponsor karen said dr jones is a great person and karen Bourne said yes she does it all she does lastly jackie porter said why aren't you babysitting anymore girl get out of here <laughs> I, I i volunteer in the community on a large scale that's why <laughs> so we're going to get into the interview the 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 um Recording just touched a small portion of who you are. How did it, and why is it important, and how did you come become such a big volunteer in the community? When Actually, my, my volunteerism started, I think, probably the first um, first hurricane uh, that and occurred. No, actually, that occurred in Louisiana. I started to Katrina? see the need Katrina. Okay. Yeah. Um, so starting to see a lot of the people on top of the dome, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and myself living in Memphis, Tennessee at the time. Of course, uh, that was on the news morning, noon, and night. Wow. Uh, and because we were such a close city to uh, New Orleans, a lot of wow. them started to migrate to the Memphis, Tennessee area. So all the streets that we went down, the downtown area, you were seeing cars with Louisiana tags. And so I grabbed my mom. I said, Mom, there's something that we can do. We've got to get out and go help these people in need. It didn't matter um, what their economic background was. It was, it was, they, they were impacted uh, all across the board. Right. So we began to go to the community centers and we began to stack cans. And, and my mom was rocking babies and we were clothing people. And from that, it pretty much continued uh, once I actually moved to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I personally, was caught in the in the next hurricane, uh, and so when Governor Jindal said to leave, I was out of there. So you didn't have to tell me twice. I was out of there, um, and I too started to become uh, one of those people who had to flee Louisiana. Coincidentally, um, thankfully, I was able to get home. But that's where my volunteerism actually started. Um, this continued since then. I always see a need in the community. And of course, with Hurricane Harvey, I couldn't just sit. I didn't get personally impacted, but I couldn't just sit. So I went out to the nearest um, community center and I started grabbing some other veterans. And we started loading trucks. We were stacking cans, whatever we could do to help those who were in our local area neighborhoods that needed some assistance. So here's what I love about you. I, I admired it from afar. We, we met in 2016 uh, at a stand down as a veteran. Veterans event. Um, I all I have always been active in, in the community, um, and I've always been disappointed that most of the time, when you have, and we're talking about culture, I'm talking about our culture in the African American community. Uh, sometimes we see people boost on grounds, but as they scale up and get recognition like this, this is a Houston magazine, y'all. Y'all need to go pick them up. She brought me mine. I'm, I'm going to get her to sign it. I'm so serious. I'm, I'm going to get her to sign it for me. Uh, but as I see uh, organizations that are um, driven by African Americans, as they scale up, sometimes, for the most part, it seems like they drop us. They drop the ones they forget. And I understand the war, the battle between you scale your organization up and begin to get donations and grants. Uh, you have to hire people because it's more to do. But it seems like sometimes we, the ones who need the help, get dropped. Um, there's no room for us anymore. And I'm t- you have been so consistent with not doing that. Even like the organization you're working with now, you started off as a volunteer 
even though the organization had funding, you were there probably more than the owner. And then you rallied volunteers. Like you, you got people to come. And the, what I see is your circle. They never say no to you. You know, they're there using their time, their commitment, they're on time, they show up, um, they're using their own gas and such, and they never say no to that. Can you speak to where that comes from? Um, just seeing the need, um, seeing the faces, hearing the stories, um, seeing the little kids' faces. Um, and where I currently am, the CEO, um, awesome CEO, she's very involved in the community. Um, so I try to stand in the gaps. Um, so when you call me and I'm leaving work at 8, 9, o'clock at night, it's because I'm trying to, to help that person or to, to come up with a better plan so that we can be more efficient and more effective and help more people. Uh, it is working. Uh, thankfully to my, uh, my experience I've had um, with the homeless veteran population, um, I'm able to try to, to do my best to help the population I'm currently sitting now, which is... Um, I don't say victims of domestic violence. I say survivors of domestic violence. I love that. And battle. seeing that need and, and understanding that it's the same need with homeless veterans. They just need someone to help them out and not to basically step in and take charge and lead and guide them, but just to work alongside with them to help them to, to reach their goals and get to where they're trying to get to. Okay. Can we can we mention that organization or is it is that quiet? I mean, I, I, I because know. of the work that it does, I'm really careful about those kind of type of things because of the work that the organization does. It does the um the organization, from what I understand, please um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, they they're not specifically only reaching out to the African American uh, community, but the need in the african-american community is great because um coming from a background of overcoming um violence in the home uh, you know i fight that so i can't say domestic violence although it might be in some areas violence in a home and the resources not being there um i know this organization really actively uh pursued uh helping uh black blacks overcome those uh, barriers because like i said in the opening um we experience it our numbers are higher but we have the least amount of resources or information for resources that can help us recover um like our other counterparts in other cultures right. so um the ceo had the brilliant idea to just basically create an organization that stands in the gaps. Mm -hmm. Because there was a gap in services uh, for African-American and Latina women mm -hmm. that were fleeing domestic violence situations, she created this organization um, to ensure that there were services that were available to these vulnerable women that are just trying to be safe for themselves and for their children. Because often, again, when women flee situations, they're not just fleeing themselves. They're fleeing with their babies in their arms. So they're grabbing a bag, grabbing their clothes, and their children and they are out the door. And um, so this organization specifically stands in the gap to make sure that uh, African-American and um, Latino women have a place to go. We don't turn anyone away based on their race. Let me be clear about that. But because there was, there was a need, she created this organization. So me being a vessel, I'm just trying to make sure that um, we are uh, persisting as many women as we can. Um, we are not the most uh, organizations that we see. Right all around town, but we are an organization that, that has a heart to help, to, to give. We're very empathetic to the hurt and the pain that these women are going through, because oftentimes it's a cycle. That's not their first time, but we're trying to help them to become self-sufficient and find um, the sense of self so that they can start to move forward and um, break that cycle so that right. their kids aren't uh, either becoming the victims or actually the abusers uh, once they grow up and become adults themselves. So I've been doing, yeah, I've been to the library, I've been reading. So, uh, because I, 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 you know, most of the time, no matter what the resources are, tonight we're, you know, we just happen to be speaking about women coming out of uh, domestic violence or such. I know when I was looking for resources, they were little to none. I was um, steered to Ohio. 
So imagine five kids and they're telling me, yeah, we can't help you. You have to go to Ohio. Um, I, I begin to look, you know, you hear people say, well, why did you stay or whatever? Um, I, I know for a fact that there's a catch-22 in shelters and that, um, say, like me, I had five kids, three girls, two boys. Um, my son is the oldest and he was of a certain age. So that's a risk in a shelter environment. And, and so they'll say, okay, the boys have to go over here with the boys side because they're over a certain age. And what I'm what I am attempting to do is explain to the listeners and the viewers what happens. You know, they think it's sometimes they think it's so simple for a woman with children to go to a shelter. And I'm just explaining to you the barriers that prevent that. Uh, if, if a, a male child, especially, is over a certain age, then he has to go to the male side because you know they don't know the backgrounds and they don't know you know uh, one in five or one in four children depending on the statistics that you're reading i have been um, molested odds are they're gonna re-molest somebody else so they can't have that liability but then you have on the male side people coming off the street and you really don't know their background so women typically end up living in their cars if they have one with their children um and what you guys are doing you're bridged to prevent that from happening because you're taking the women with their children who are the most vulnerable when in any type of situation not just domestic violence they're facing homelessness um um they're facing uh and and like you said earlier uh, women of color that that includes um blacks latinos and such and I, I and I actually will tell you a story that I have um, of a woman that was actually fleeing to Walmart at night because she had no place else to go, and because Walmart um, stays open twenty four hours, um, well lit, the bathroom was always open. So when I was actually uh, asked to come to the Walmart headquarters in Bentonville, Arkansas, and I was doing the um, I, I was doing my my talk, I actually told the CEO and the audience. Believe it or not, statistically, the average homeless woman will park her car at a Walmart because, again, it's 24-7 um, and the bathrooms are open and she still has to get her kids to school the next morning. So what she'll do is she'll sleep in the car, but she'll take her kids inside and she'll wash and bathe them up and put them back in the car. And this is not something I've just heard. These are the stories that I've actually seen. It's actually uh, a problem nationally. Um, going back to the comment that you made about boys not being able to stay with their mother if they have to go to a shelter, uh, we've seen that all the time. So a mother is just going to just stay in her car because she doesn't want to risk her male sons going to the to the side with the, the adult men. And the other problem I've seen in community is men who are, are homeless uh, and they have to, to find a place to go, but they can't go on the women's side with their little girls. Right. So they, too, find themselves in the car because, you know, whatever situation was, when the mother is now gone or she's, she has a substance use or alcohol issue, he is now taking care of the, the small girls, but he has to sleep in his car because he can't go into a shelter and bring his little girls. So there's, there's problems and there's gaps in services that we see uh, nationally. So it's just up to us as a community to try to do what we can to try to fill those gaps and help people get over those hurdles and barriers as they're trying to achieve self-success. And let me just pin into that. Um, because I'm boots on ground in the community, um, I, I too, after Katrina happened, there was a gentleman, um, I would go to the gallery and shopping mall, and there was a certain entry that I would all go to. And because I was familiar with the, um, the, the ones who were hanging around who were homeless and panhandling, I would actually cop a squat and talk to them. You know, and, and we have conversations. I, I learned a couple of guys knew how to play piano and all of that. There was this particular guy, and he had twins. And he let me know that they fled Katrina. Um, the mom, um, unfortunately, um, was on drugs, and he didn't know where they were. And somebody asked me, well, why didn't you turn him in to CPS? And for me, it was a tough decision because... Um, Really, that's all the, all the kids knew were their dad, that they, you know, and he took really good care of those kids, that they were warm. He made sure, I made sure they had blankets and such, but I could tell that um, he, those 
babies. They were his. They were keeping him alive. And his fear of, of going to a shelter or any of the resources that I had at the time, this was like, like I said, when Katrina happened, uh, the fear was that if he said he needed help, which is what I find in the male population more than the female, you it seems like we're programmed um, to know that women can say they need help. But if a, he was fearing that they would take his kids from him, right? So, you know, I, I would go through and, and make sure he, he had pampers. And, um, you know, I watched those kids grow until they were like two. And finally, unfortunately, well, CPS did catch up with them and, and they got the babies. But still, you know, um, you just have all these situations going on in the community. And again, specifically in the African-American community. So I want to commend like Pastor Andrew, uh, the widows. Nobody ever really thinks about the widows and how lonely those things get. Pastor Andrew, if you're still on, please make sure you drop um, the location of your church. He's in Beaumont. Uh, make sure you drop the location of your church in the comments um, and how they can uh, be a blessing to your organization. Um, Dr. Jones, uh, with this beautiful award that she got, this recent history maker, yay! She also gets to contribute or say where she's going to contribute a certain amount, a dollar amount that they that came with the recognition. So I'm really glad. I know wherever she gives that donation to, it's going to be beautiful and well needed. Um, after this break, we're going to come right back with the second portion of the interview and we're going to do the beyond christmas y'all stay tuned okay foxy lips presents our valentine's day specials are you prepared for valentine's day yet well now is the time to start thinking about it why not let Foxy Lipso One help you find that special gift for that special someone? Go to FoxyLipsoOne.com today. We have so many amazing products to choose from like lipstick, lip gloss, lip glitter, and mineral powder. Be on the lookout for Foxy Lipso One's Valentine's Day specials coming soon. Let your lips make a statement. With Foxy Lips 01. Go to foxylips01.com today. So, welcome back. Let, let me make sure that you guys are aware that we take COVID 19 precautions. Uh, so, we're all good, just in case. I, I don't want those little inboxes. You know, thank you guys for your concern, but we, we've taken a, a COVID precaution. Again, let me reintroduce our guest, Dr. LaShonda Jones. Uh, she makes me look good because when you guys call me about resources, I call her. <laughs> she can tell me where to go. You know, now I know a lot, but she knows a whole lot more. Y'all see everybody she's awarded with? Like you saw the people in her video? I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go to our segment called Beyond uh, Christmas. I want to thank the guests. For everybody that's watching, I thank you. Thank you guys for your comments. Again, make sure you like and share this podcast. So I'm excited about Beyond Christmas. So every second um, Monday is Beyond Christmas. And we, um, you know, I want to take that woo -woo Christmas energy and extend it all through the year. Um, um, this weekend, I had something else in mind. And then this weekend, I was scrolling on Facebook. And I know the particular young lady that um, put this story out. Her name is Irma J. Y'all go follow Irma J. Okay. She does a lot of great givebacks for uh, beautiful clothes. The clothes still have the tags on and she gives back. Um, anyway, she was highlighting uh, Kia. Um, we're going to do a makeover for Kia and we're going to award her $1,000 scholarship. This young lady uh, this year, this young lady uh, from her freshman year and her sophomore year was severely bullied to the point that pre-COVID, she had to be homeschooled. That's how bad the bullying got. Uh, she experienced um, severe anxiety, 
uh, depression, um, just all of the things that came with uh, being severely bullied. Um, she got a little behind, but I am excited to announce that she's worked very, very hard. She's back in school. Uh, she does virtual because of COVID, but she's back in school. And guess what, you guys? This young lady was was um, able to bring her grade point average to a 4.0. She's graduating on time. So I'm going to make sure that my team is going to get her together. We're going to do a makeover. Um, Y'all follow the page because we're going to be posting um, the makeover and we're going to award her a $1,000 scholarship, um, put in her hand to help her further her education. Her name is Kia. You can um, look at uh, under Irma J. I'll share the story on my personal page, Yahura, U-H-U-R-U, Wingy, W-I-N-G-I, which means freedom and abundance. Uh, what I would like um, you guys to do, if anybody would like to participate in that effort, comment, uh, leave your name, inbox me. Also, I need a team uh, of women Black women, this young lady, I've been studying about emotional legacy. You know, there's other kind of legacies. Um, and I see how, especially in the Black community, how certain habits, patterns, um, words, these behaviors were passed down. And I want a team of women, Black women, to undergird this young lady, to pour into her so that she can end that cycle of feeling um, low about herself or buying into the negativity that was poured in her started in her freshman year. Uh, I want to hold on to her and make sure that she she gets a healthy idea, a healthy view of who she is as a black woman. And, she, and she's not limited. Her sight is not limited to who she is and how she's seen and how beautiful she is by those immature, you know, because we do stupid stuff when we're in school. So that is my Beyond Christmas gift back for this segment. Woohoo! I'm so excited. Uh, I can't wait to meet her in person. So you guys, um, please follow my page. I'll be giving you progressive reports on her all the way up to us awarding her the $1,000 scholarship. All right. We're getting ready to go to our second part of our interview. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. And if you guys um, heard my morning, I mean, well, my evening mocha, I talked about women and self-care. So we're going to talk about the single woman. You know, we feel some kind of way. Um, not everybody, um, but some women feel like, well, what am, gonna, what am I going to do? Here's where the beautiful self-love comes in. Can you tell us about the Galentine's Day? Galentine's so, with the G. So Galentine's Day, uh, of course, is a, I think it's a superficial holiday. <laughs> um, but we do celebrate it on the 13th of February. Mm -hmm. So for those women who are single or um, separated or divorced or whatever the situation is, um, and it's a time to celebrate each other. So it's just women getting together and just having a time amongst each other, not feeling sad because they're not in a relationship. Because there are a lot of people who are in relationships that aren't even happy, aren't even healthy relationships. A couple of years back, I took a few women veterans to a sailing trip for Galentine's Day. And you'd be surprised the smiles um, and the joy that they got just to be able to get out and get fresh air, be on the water, and be amongst other women who were just celebrating each other. Forget for Galentine's Day. Just, you know, able to, to, to share. Uh, stories and, 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 and been able to share the strawberries <laughs> amongst okay. each other and just have a really good time as a, as a single woman. So uh, if you are single, I say, hey, go out and have a good time with your, with your fellow um, girls. Well, I'm going to put myself on a gallant's time. You know, and, and you know what? Let me just say this. Let's take her idea and expand it in the community. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever you're viewing it from, um, take about 10 of your friends. Make sure you do the COVID thing, uh, precaution, or do a Zoom. Now, I saw some people doing, and I'm throwing you out some ideas. I said, do a happy hour Zoom. Get your beverage of choice, you know, and just um, Zoom each other. You know, make it a... Make it a um, a, a day, an event. And let me just say this, even the women, uh, because I know some women that are in relationships that do not feel um, well loved <laughs> uh, are, are honored. 
So just let's just do a gal pal day, Valentine's Day, you gals out there. Uh, and it's February 13th, kind of like Friendsgiving, kind of like that. Okay. So I just in, invite you guys, let's take Dr. LaShondra's idea. See, I told y'all she was brilliant. Let's take her idea and let's extend it, whether you're Zooming, whether you're selling, um, whether you're doing something in the park, just get together, grab your girlfriends and celebrate each other. Celebrate who we, we hear enough negativity, especially in our community. We, you know, African-American women or women of color, we have carried so many causes, um, fighting for the rights, um, men, um, children, we carry so many things. It goes back to self-care. Grab your girls and let's celebrate each other. Day of love. I don't think it's superficial. I, I love Valentine's Day. I give it, listen, I give my Valentine's Day they gifts from my grandchildren and my children. We make them cards. You know, they even get the dogs in on it. So tell us about, um, you served in the military. How long were you? A Marine. They do make us black ribbons. <laughs> Uh, and I often say African-American women Marines are like unicorns. So when we see one another, uh, it's almost like a secret handshake. We're just happy to see each other. But I served um, back in the 90s from 94 to 1998. 94 to 98 in the Marines. Yeah, it was actually during peacetime. So it was after um, Desert Storm, but way before Iraqi freedom. So I was actually able to get in and get out uh, and, and get what I wanted, which was the uh, school money. So. Uh, actually worked out for me. <laughs> I had to get away from my mom's house, so it actually, it actually worked out for me. Hey, hey, we talked, you know, in, in a couple of segments from now, we're gonna be talking about that uh, mom-daughter relationship. Mm, be a little sticky. That's the fourth Monday, y'all. The fourth Monday. Um, yeah, it could be a little sticky navigating that, those type of relationships, but it's good. When I met her mom, I love Mother Teresa. She is a saintly woman. <laughs> She's saintly. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about what all you are doing. What's coming up? What's next for you? Um, the next thing that I'm going to be working on um, uh, is I'm actually waiting for the Vanessa Healing Act, which is a piece of legislation in Austin, uh, our, our state's capital. Uh, waiting for that bill to get a hearing date so that I can rally up the troops <laughs> and uh, go to the capital and testify. Uh, and talk about why it's important for that act to be passed. Um, and for the audience who do, who's not really savvy or up to date on what the Vanessa Dealing Act is, I think you had to have been um, under a rock if you're not familiar with that name, Vanessa Dealing. Um, it's it's a name that we heard about just last summer. Uh, a young lady who was actively serving her country at Fort Hood, um, and with an unfortunate series of circumstances, this young lady is no longer here. So as they begin to put peel back the layers and see some of the things that was going on and what led up to the death, um, we had to start rallying. We had to start um, uh, having our voices heard a little bit more. Not that our voices uh, haven't been loud before, but they got a little bit louder this time because this young lady was actively serving and lost her life at the hands of another soldier. So we have been pleading, uh, pleading to uh, elected officials to do something. Um, and so now I'm just waiting for um, Texas legislators to uh, to give me a call and say, hey, we got that hearing date. Um, rally up these women veterans or uh, those who support women veterans to come to the Capitol to testify about um, some of the things that are occurring in the military um, that need to uh, no longer occur. But actually have the people who are in charge to um, to answer answer these questions as to why this is still going on. It's always going on. Um, of course, women who served, they didn't always talk about it. Um, so now is the time for these elected officials to get more legislation passed so that um, the next woman who comes up and reports it, that she's not ostracized, uh, that she's not um, sent away, or that she's not uh, uh, receiving a, a discharge that's not an honorable discharge as a result of reporting something that happened on you know, I know we're talking about something that occurred on the military base, but this podcast was um, created not just surrounding women issues, but I'm speaking really to women because for so long, 
um, women of color, because for so long, when something happens to us, um, we were either punished for speaking up. Um, there was re no resources. Even um, other women joined the voices uh, uh, um, that was coming against us to say, just be quiet because they didn't understand or it did not happen to them or um, that they felt like maybe the truth was stretched. And, and really, I just, I, this podcast was developed as a ministry tool to say, hey, there are, there are resources out there. Um, I'm a safe place. And I wanted to bring guests on to highlight resources where you can go tell your truth without being ostracized or to feel like you're not a victim. It's victim shaming. And, and I wanted to give power to my culture to say this happened to me. And for me, I, I'm 50, I'll be 53 this year. And I'm just now addressing, like at 16, I was raped. And I, I didn't call it rape until maybe two months ago because I went back and forth because I felt like I put myself in a situation and I just said, well, this happened and I wasn't sure. And in conversation with somebody that they said, this is what I did. And so I wasn't mad at that. I was just, I felt relieved because I didn't go back. and I, I no longer had to go back and forth with myself to, to feel like, um, I did something wrong or I was in a, I was 16. I was naive. You know, I had a lot of book sense, but I didn't have worldly uh, experience outside the church world. You know, you travel, you get on the bus. So I have facilitated a fair amount of women veterans groups. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I can honestly say um, women who serve, women who haven't served, have some of the similar in the same, same experiences with sexual assault, with rape. Um, and it's often at the hands of someone that they know, right. unfortunately. Um, and I see a lot of the self-blame. Well, maybe I shouldn't have been there or, or maybe I should have, should have done something at the time to avoid it. But I tell women all the time, it's not your fault. It is not your fault. Um, so then there becomes a, a, a amount of healing that has to be involved, a lot of therapy. But how do you help heal someone who uh, comes out 20, 30, 40 years later and say, oh, yeah, this happened to me back in the 50s, in the 60s, in the 70s. This is now 2020, 2021. Well, How would you help heal that person? Well, I have, me sitting on this platform has been a 10-year journey, you know, because after things happen, life happened, having kids, get divorced, I don't have time to think about the trauma that I had experienced because the trauma was not happening. I have these kids to raise. And when you do say something, um, I, okay, so I'm in a balance because I've always been an imp, meaning I understood um, when somebody felt like they didn't protect you or when somebody did to you. And that's, that's the emotional legacy. It's the behavior patterns that people change are passed down. Respond this way. This is how you respond. And they see conceptualized patterns that tell you, see, this is how you do this. And they've learned how to respond. You suck it up. You get over so it. You, that's right. Yeah. So they yeah. tell you to suck it up. And so you do. But the heart doesn't go away. That's why I tell people, I mean, I don't care if it was 30 years ago. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. Because it happened. And you, you have trauma that's been buried and has, it has affected every area of your life. Just because you don't talk about it, it's coming out in your behavior. Right, so then when I start to have the conversations right. with these women, um, and we start peeling back those layers, then we understand why there's been such a pattern of bad relationships. Um, uh, they were yelling at their kids, uh, alcoholism, uh, drug problems, broken marriages. And then they start to look at that and start to, to make it make sense now. You know, this is why, you know, I've been so angry. This is why I'm, I've been married three, four times. This is why my kids always say I'm always so angry and yelling at them. You start to look, you know, peel back the layers and you start to, to get to the root of the problem. It's something that has happened in your life that was some type of trauma that has just led to the years of agony and pain. And then, then, and then at some point they have to start to deal with it and go through some form of therapy, whether it's 
actually sitting in front of uh, in front of a paid or licensed person right. or talking to a pastor or just talking to other women who may have gone through that are women who just are there to just listen. So if there is anybody in our listening audience, if you know somebody, uh, male or female, uh, and I asked a question earlier this week, I asked it to a few people. I used to have conversations in the LGBTQ plus uh, community and, you know, we talk about domestic violence. Unfortunately, because it's same sex, um, they oftentimes don't recognize it as domestic violence. It's, it's you know, and, and people responding to the call may not consciously recognize it as domestic violence because it's same sex. Uh, I recently posed a question and it may not be popular, but at this point, I don't care because I, I am on a mission to have conversations, have healing conversations in my culture, in, in the African-American community, well, the black culture, because I, I'm looking to have this conversation globally, because I said before, statistically, um, globally, women of color, uh, this happened, when it happens to us, we are the least likely to have resources or access to resources to help us recover. So our recovery is a very slow process. Um, I've been thinking about like what happens when with those who are identified as trans, you know, where do they go, you know, uh, and if you are experiencing any type of abuse, hit the inbox. Now, let me just tell you this. Um, I need you to be serious. It's very um, hard work because you have to deal with you. You have to own up to the choices you made. Um, I know the situations happen, but now that it's no longer happening, the repeated cycles that you may be living in, um, you're going to have to answer for that cycle because now it's nobody else's fault. For, um, you know, I had somebody say, well, you know, my mom should have took me to therapy. You know what I said? Well, you grown now. Why are you not in therapy? If you felt like somebody else should have got you therapy for the trauma, you grown now. Go. What's stopping you from going to therapy, right? Um, we have more resources now. Um, Google, but you can hit my inbox. I promise you that. You can hit my inbox, and uh, I'm probably gonna call Dr. Lashandra and say, "Hey, where can I send such and such?" She is. Uh, I'm telling you, she's a walking, talking resource. She can wrap resources for anything. If she don't know, we gonna find out, right? We'll find out. We gonna find out. So I want to thank you so very much for agreeing to come on and talk about a bevy of topics that affect our uh, community, our culture. Um, if you need resources, um, you know, milk pampers, um, call me. Uh, I know organizations that are giving out resources for our community. I took a, a CHW course. It's a 12-week course, and it taught, taught about community mapping. So in the urban community, we have great resources. I just find that we're going through so many things day to day, and probably now more so with COVID, that we're just not aware of how great a resources that we have around the corner, down the street, right there in our own urban communities. Thank you again for this conversation, and we'll be right back after these messages. Foxy Lips presents our Valentine's Day specials. Are you prepared for Valentine's Day yet? Well, now is the time to start thinking about it. Why not let Foxy Lips 01 help you find that special gift for that special someone? Go to FoxyLips01.com today. We have so many amazing products to choose from like lipstick, lip gloss, lip glitter, and mineral powder. Be on the lookout for Foxy Lips 01's Valentine's Day specials coming soon. Let your lips make a statement. With Foxy Lips 01. Go to foxylips01.com today. Again, I want to shout out to my sponsors, Foxy Lips 01. Uh, you guys go to www.com. 
foxylips01.com. Uh, my sissy has a beautiful boutique. Um, she has clothes, lip gloss. Guess what, you guys? She has lip gloss that does not transfer to your mask. Um, it's an 18-hour lip gloss. It's um, kind of matte-like, um, but it's shiny. Um, if you guys want beautiful lips underneath that mask, and when you take the mask out, like like if you're eating at a restaurant for Valentine's Day, go to, go to foxylips01.com. Order you some lip gloss. Use my code U H U R U. Use that code and get twenty percent off. All right. Um, for men that are watching, go and um, order your girl some lip gloss so you can kiss it off for Valentine's Day. How about that? Also, I would like to thank my friend and stylist, Karen Bogarty from Bogarty International. She she popped this wig on my head. Don't it look home? Don't it look home sprouted, y'all, for those that are watching. <laughs> uh, so I thank her for up upkeeping me and updating my style. Because you know I like the blondes, honey. You know, I'll be blonde if it wasn't for her. Our next segment is called Conversations with God. This week, I usually um, share out of my journal, but let me just um, tell you, let me encourage you, especially women, um, to just breathe, right? Um, I, actually, last night, I was spazzing out, like really. So many things had happened over the weekend. Um, I have care of my father. Well, he has cared of me. Sometimes it's hard to know who's caring for who um, with his doctor's appointments and my stuff going on. And my kids are moving out of state and all these. I had a lot of activity over the weekend. Um, but honestly, I'm an intercessor and I could not form words. And um, I was laying in my bed and I didn't even want a journal. And God just told me, just breathe, you know, don't even meditate. I know people say, oh, meditate, whatever. God was like, no, don't do any of that. Just relax, breathe, just breathe. Don't think of any words. Don't, don't, you know, and sometimes God just wants us to breathe. No soothing no music, no, no meditation. Um, all of that takes effort. And let me tell you this, what, what helped me, um, and I noticed it went a long way. Not only did I just breathe, but I turned my phones, which is something I never do. I put them on do not disturb. And do you know how freeing that was? Just that small act of putting my phone on do not disturb, knowing that in the middle of me just breathing, nothing was gonna go off. Not my phone, I wasn't gonna be interrupted in my moments of just sitting with myself and just stopping my mind from moving and listening to the breath go in and out of me, right? Because every time I breathe in and I breathe out, I remembered that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. I remembered um, I was created to be an overcomer and I've already done so. I remembered that the breath I was breathing in and out, that God loved me so much that when he breathed into Adam's nostrils, he was also breathing into me, right? So this week, you guys, just breathe. Take about 10 or 15 minutes and just breathe in and breathe out. Until then, my loves, next Monday, I'm really excited because next Monday I get to interview uh, Mr. Andre Gaines. He, he made... Um, a movie about Liz. Um, what is Liz's name? Her last name. Uh, Carmichael. Liz Carmichael. You guys Google that. Liz Carmichael. She was a, a trans um, gender in the 70s who was huge in the racing industry. And he remade a movie. Mr. Michael Gaines uh, remade a movie. It's Black History Month. I want to highlight um, us making power moves in industries that we are so few in and the movie industry you know we're, we've made some pretty good strides but we have a long way to go so catch us next week this time same bad station same bedtime 7 p.m central standard time uh, wherever you get your podcast and streaming live youtube um instagram and right here on facebook road car freedom Click like, share. Thank you for your comments. 
Thank you for uh, watching, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye, my love. Hey, this is Yehuda Wenji, inviting you to join me wherever you listen to your streaming podcast. Journey with me on this road called freedom, for I invite you into a safe haven. Come and have candid conversations with me with inspirational stories and lessons presented to you by others who will help us identify our lane as we collectively come together on this road called freedom.